Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Catch Up available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Catch Up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No Catch Up. No Catch Up. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me. We apologize for missing last week. Big Nick the Quick was on the move. He was working. He was all over the country last week. You know, he got he's got some positive things to say about St. Louis. And the Allegedly. Lou, baby. The Lou. <laughs> good so, bar- good barbecue. Yeah, so that's why we missed that's why we missed last week, but we're tapped in now. Hey, we're gonna jump into this Colin Murray story. He dropped a, an essay. And his agent dropped an essay. He dropped an essay. We're going to go through that, kind of break that down. I didn't think it was as bad as everybody else did. I, I, I'll, I'll give you a little uh, uh, I'll give you a little teaser into my thoughts on it, but we'll get into that. Then we got to talk about John Morant, man. This guy's going ballistic. He put 46 on our guys, has the Chicago Bulls on the road the other night. Then he follows it up with a 52-piece last night. He's hitting inbound passes. He's dunking on people's heads from the free throw line almost. The guy is ridiculous right now. So we'll talk about John Morant. Then let's talk about these new league Sixers, man. John Morant, or excuse me, James Harden, has seemed to have found another gear. Of course. <laughs> James Harden has found another gear. <laughs> or 20 pounds lighter. He's found another gear in Philadelphia. We're going to talk about James Harden. He's out there working out after games with Embiid. He's doing it all. And um, Troy Aikman just got moved over to Monday Night Football. We're going to talk about that. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on, man. You already know. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in with us. Big Nick the Quick. What's goody? Yo. Hey, man. Hey, look. (laughs) So my guy hits me last week, Thursday. He's like, yo, you want a hoop? Like, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've been trying to. You know, cardio is cardio. Where can I get it? Wherever <laughs> I can get you it. For, you forgot your age, didn't you? <laughs> look, I already look, know where this is going. So, <laughs> wherever I can get it, I'm going to try to get it in. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, give me the rundown. Like, let me know. I'll definitely try to come through. He's like, yeah, we play uh, Sunday nights on this little church up on the north side. Come through. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm there. Let's do it. I actually get in there, and I'm actually hooping. On the low, like I'm actually playing really well, hitting jumpers. I'm doing pretty good. So you know, first games to 16, bruh. It was like four to one. I'm like, bro, I don't know how I'm gonna make it to 16. Dust. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was tired, tired. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh man, I don't know how I'm gonna make it to 16. But, you know, we started rolling a little bit. I started hitting a couple of jump shots. I was hitting down knockdowns. I was coming off pin downs. It was actually pretty impressive for me not playing. I haven't played since, like, 2019. 
I was going to say, I could not tell you the last time I played a game of pickup, and I could tell you that it'll, it'll never – my last one was my last one. I, <laughs> I, I know my limitations right now. Like, if I was even trying to run up and down the court, nah, you yeah. get a couple rotations out of me that I'm done. Look, so – If we play, if we play with subs, I might be decent. Look <laughs> – You give that. You give that. Hey, hey, Look, so I, I'm running up and down. I'm getting my sweat in. I'm getting my work in. I go for a rebound. I step on this dude's foot. Would have ended Anthony Davis's career. Yeah, for sure. Would have ended it. But I bounced back. I'm in Kyrie twos. I'm still hooping in some old ass Kyrie twos from like legit. Look, Kyrie, even know, bro. Look, he's a weird dude. 2014. Weird, weird dude. Best basketball shoe. Yo, and it's a really uh, good shoe. That's why it's people really good hoop, shoe. people are still hooping them all over because it's the it's the best basketball shoe. It's a really good shoe. It's yeah. a really good shoe. So. I step on this dude's ankle. I turn it. So I'm like, all right, I'm good, but that's going to be really sore the next day, bro. I woke up. My back was actually cool, but my ankle was shambles. Yeah. My right knee was in shambles. Yeah. Because that's my ACL reconstruction yeah. on that side. Yeah. Bro, I was walking like Zion, bro, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I'm man, a little better get, today. The, the age hits you, man. You forgot. You're not, you're not a spring chicken anymore, man. We're getting old out here. No, nah, it's still so <laughs> much fun, though. <laughs> yeah. It's at least you didn't so get at least you fun. didn't get hurt, man. You're good. Yeah, you got you got a good good run in. Got a good little sweat in. S- saw the ball go in the basket a little bit, man. Yeah, I'm glad you made it, man. You know. Just, it might be a few months before you hop back on the up like <laughs> on the hardwood. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of hopping back on the hardwood, where's your boy? Who? Ben Simmons. Come on, man. You know he having back issues I, I, right now. Man. I, didn't, I didn't see him on the rundown. <laughs> I just had to make I just had to make sure I give him love, man. Can we check in on Come Ben on. Simmons? Is you he okay? He, you know you have having back back issues, dog. What you talking James, about? James Hammy healed in about seven minutes. Bill is still, <laughs> uh, ben is still Ben is still emotionally unavailable to play basketball for the. If I'm the Nets and they got walloped last night by like thirty, right? Yeah, um, Toronto uh, with a, a Fred Van Vleetless Toronto. Toronto, which is crazy because he's the heartbeat. Yeah. Shout out Rockford's finest six one nine. Yeah, all star. Um, all star. Yes, signed, sealed, delivered. But. Where is this guy, man? Like I saw, um, like where it's like right after the All Star break, he said his return is weeks, not months away. And I said, not months, not months. Like, was anybody <laughs> expecting his return to be months away? Like, my man has missed fifty NBA games already. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Show up, play. Let's go. You got what you wanted, man. This whole situation is wild to me. I know we got a lot of hoops to get into, but I could not let. Could not let the episode go by without asking Ben Simmons, trying to figure out where he's at. Has anybody seen him? I know he's shooting jumpers with Kyle Korver. That's all great. But, yo, get on the floor. <laughs> like, get on the floor. What are you doing? This shit is crazy. So you don't think the back is? No. Back from what? How do you all of a sudden have a back injury? Maybe he does. But, uh, look, man, if I'm if I'm you him, I'm fighting and enough? clawing to get on the court, man. He just needs to be on the court playing basketball. So I know that, yeah, something happened with his back. Whatever, man. I don't know. I just – the dude needs to be on the court, man. I, at this point, it's ridiculous. You've been traded. Team is struggling. Like, this this is the second year in a row the Nets are going to try to throw this thing together right at the beginning of the playoffs, and it's just not going to work for them. Yeah. I still think they won the trade ultimately, but – it's just I don't know what they're doing, man. Hold on, you speaking out both sides of your mouth right now. Hold on, man. You ain't even seen the biggest piece of the trade play that's yet. True. That's, yeah, what that's true. People keep yeah. saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's true because he has. Played. Yeah, he hasn't played. Yeah, he might never. Well, we know he might never play. So you're right. Folks yeah. hasn't played yet. Like meanwhile, well, I Martin got twenty dimes on. on yeah. Saturday. Meanwhile, my man got cheap dropping thirty point triple doubles 
True. On Sunday afternoon. True. Yeah, that's right. No, I take like, that back. Yeah, I take that back. Because so like, Buddy still has not played, and yeah, we don't know what the deal is. Yeah, exactly. So, but let's get into John Morant real quick because – oh, no, let's start with Kyler Murray because I do want to I do want to talk about this because this is our favorite topic, man. We told you our a couple favorite, weeks ago. Our favorite topic is the quarterback and their salary and what you're going to do about it. What are you going to do? Kyler Murray comes out. You read the article? Yeah. Well, I read the, the I read article, the, the, the statement, the, 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 the manifesto. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> wait, the why, did, why, did, <laughs> why did he write it in all caps? I what don't know. And, and why did he write it in like eight point font? I don't, I don't know why he did all. I don't know why. It's like, forget about the contents in Dog. the letter. Why did he write it in all caps? That's also a lot to drop on folks on a Monday morning. Like, Yo, everybody was just chilling, having their coffee. Next thing you know, Kyle Murray's agent releases a long, rambling fucking like soliloquy on why he needs to get paid. And Doug, listen, man, and we talk about this all the time, right? And I, that's why I was surprised that you didn't you didn't see where that where we're headed because you're the biggest on like, look, read the writing on the wall. It's all yeah. watch the film, right? We talk about it all the time. Yeah. The film on Kyler Murray since that playoff loss to the 49ers has been all bad, right? So first, we got the unfollowing of the social media shit. We talked about this a little bit, right? We're not old and washed, but we're past the generation of, like, the social media subliminal messages, I feel like, right? Like, obviously, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish with that. He might try to play like it's innocent, but obviously, it's going to cause some waves, right? So then the Cardinals get in their feelings. They come out and start releasing all types of wild statements. He's not a leader, but he doesn't work out. He calls his girl at halftime. Like, they were putting out all types of shit, right? Which then prompts Kyler to come out and release his statement saying, like, yo, I'm committed to the team, whatever. Then it's quiet for, like, a week and a half. And then all of a sudden on a Monday morning, his agent drops this letter that, that truly is a letter. Like, it's not – this is not a statement. This is not, like, a a, a paragraph or whatever – a release this is a fucking letter you know what i mean like you got to sit down and read that shit um <clears throat> and like look this is clear where this is headed right like he's either gonna get paid a lot of money and it's gonna smooth it all over or this situation is gonna blow up like it's clear they don't like each other these two sides absolutely do not talk to each other right they're now choosing to take this completely through the media through social media, through all these other avenues other than sitting in the room and, and talking to each other. And for me personally, look, I, you know, we talk about it all the time, man. Hold out, get your money, get your worth, make sure they understand your worth and give you that twice. On the same At the same time, I don't agree with this approach at all. Like his agent didn't do this on his own. Obviously they did this together. And like, I just don't, I don't get what you're trying to do getting into this pissing match with them over the contract via, via Twitter. Um, I don't, I, I just don't know what you're trying to accomplish with this, especially when you send some letter making it seem like we're talking about Kyler Mahomes. Yeah. It's this a, 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 a three way team before we got here. <laughs> this team was struggling. Like what the, what? Like, hold on, bro. Y'all, y'all been a one playoff game and lost. Look, okay. <laughs> like, this is relax. Listen. Okay. Do we so have we this talked, like this shit? We talk, I, I got it pulled up. We talked about how it was in all caps, right? Let me ask you this. The first. This is how he, he opens this. First of all, this is all this is all, this is the first of all. It was more hilarious to me than like people were really bent up out of this. I thought it was it was pretty condescending, no question. Oh, he God. was talking pretty crazy throughout throughout the statement. But listen, 
there's like a bunch of contradictions off the jump to start, like in the first couple sentences. At the very top of the page, it says statement from Kyler Murray, from Kyler's agent, Eric Burkhart. Then the first sentence is Kyler wants to be direct with loyal Arizona Cardinal fans <laughs> and the great community of the Valley in stating with his two very important goals of the, and the objectives. And then he goes on to say, in yeah, big bold letters. Yeah, for, for, and, and forget about those. Come on, wait, hold on. Kyler Murray wants, wants to be to very be direct. direct with everyone. So here's his agent. Oh, here's my agent. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, Doug, hey. Right off the top. Like, what, what's happening here, Doug? Like, I think I think he's a weird dude, man. Like, that was one of the reports that had come out that, like, he might be a bit of an off character. And I'm starting to really see he, – he, he is a bit of an off character. I'm, I'm starting to see. This guy's a little weird. I just that, – that, that first thing off the top, I'm like – Yeah, you already knew what, what you were in store for. What, right, what, what are we doing here, right? <laughs> he goes, number one, we absolutely want to be your long-term quarterback. He, he absolutely wants to be your long-term quarterback. Okay, fine. Thanks. He desperately wants to win the Super Bowl. You and you and right, the rest well, of the league. Join, join the club, buddy. <laughs> okay. Let's see what's yeah. he supposed to say. No, I don't want to be here. I don't want to win shit. Just pay me. Like, yeah. come on. Achieving both goals will take incredible commitment from himself <laughs> and the entire organization. Now I'm already by 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 sentence three. I'm already starting to be pissed off about the third person shit mm-hmm. from himself and like wait. If you're going to come out and talk to us, Kyler, come out and talk to us. Now, let me ask you this quick. Well, it's almost like it's almost like Kyler Murray is sitting there feeding him these lines. It's like he is very <laughs> proud of the franchise's extreme turnaround. He's like, all right, hey, Eric, I'm very proud of the franchise. Right, this like, is you know legit, what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is legit Mr. Burns sitting at his desk. Smithers. Talking to his talk, talking to Smithers, like <laughs> write this up, bro. Yeah, write this. This up, is what exactly. we're gonna say, my dude. Like that's this is what's already pissing me off, and I'm not even like a a, a sent like a, into the main body of the of the other piece, right? He then you if you guys didn't, I don't want to read the whole thing. Oh, that, but that's you, incredible. You have but to. You you go and read it, and but he he starts talking about. Kyler's individual track record of undisputed and increasingly positive results while under the extremely challenging circumstances of walking into a three, three, a three win team. When I got here, y'all were super trash. Now I'm here. We're winning a couple games here and there. Basically he has exceeded all reasonable expectations along the way and winning the NFL offenses rookie of the year followed by back-to-back Pro Bowls in the ultra-competitive and QB-loaded NFC. This is rich. Like, it is. <laughs> it's, and, and listen, like, this My, is why I didn't think it was as bad as a lot of other people th- did. Like, the, the, <laughs> the language I really hated because it's like all this third-person shit and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, a lot of the stuff that he's saying is valid. Sure. He's brought a lot of buzz to the Arizona Cardinals that wasn't necessarily there. I think I think a big part of this is where you fall with Kyler on, you know, the success portion and how much you believe in Cliff Kingsbury and all that other stuff, right? Like that's that's the elephant in the room. We've too. talked about it. the only person associated with Cliff Kingsbury that we bring, that we believe in is his realtor. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, he's a great realtor. There's and his no interior decorator. That. Both of them are great. Yes. He's, he's the same guy as Devin Booker. <laughs> exactly. So he says, and then in the middle of the piece, it says, 
actions speak much louder than words in this volatile business. And no, 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 not even just in the middle of the piece, separated in its yeah. own line in bold letters. Actions speak louder than words in this volatile business. Like that's what it's. It's this. He's constantly threatening them in this letter, and then kind Con- of pulling it back. Constantly, yeah. Actions speak louder in this volatile business. Like it's volatile. We could leave. You know what right. I mean? Like. It, and, so, you know, and, and then right after that, he goes, it is now simply up to the Cardinals to decide if they want to prioritize uh, their rapidly improving 24-year-old already 2X pro bowler. Incredible. Yeah. So it's, I, up to, it's up to y'all. So, like, you said it doesn't offend you. Like, I'm not offended by it, but, like, like I said earlier, I just – this isn't the path to getting a new contract. Just, like, it, do the Dak Prescott. Hey, Dak ain't say shit for two years. Not a damn word. Now listen. This is where this is exactly where I was taking this. Right. Because I don't care if you were to say this ex- if he was to go into the Cardinals office and read this verbatim, yeah. I'm cool with it. Which is what you do in a negotiation. I'm I'm good with it. The, the him thinking this was going to be impactful by putting this <laughs> out there is is where I laughed, right? Yeah. Because I like could Kyler be a lot better? Sure. But is Kyler outperforming his fifth year of his rookie deal? He will be. There's no question. Like, he 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 should be getting paid more than that, right? Yeah. He needs a little security. Absolutely. Especially if you want me to lock in and commit to the Cardinals organization for, like, long term. Y'all got to show me something. Simple as that. Yeah, no, and no one's arguing that. Kyler Murray should 100% get paid. He deserves a new contract. He's up for a new contract. We are, we, you know the deal. He's a QB up for a new contract. He's going to get bukus of dough. Yeah. So like yeah, I'm with you on that 100. percent It's just more the the approaches. But baffling. but where but where I'm where I'm getting is this is the thing, bro, and and you know because we're locked in. Think about on both sides of the ticket, NBA and NFL. The nice guys haven't been getting their fucking deals. Dak Prescott broke his fucking leg, didn't have a deal, and then basically was blessed with a deal. He got back healthy. He was cool. If that leg breaks and something else happens, we're having a completely different conversation. Like, man, I can't believe Dak went out there without a deal because Dak was being nice. And he was like, all right, I'm just going to continue to play. And I'm going to, you know, when they, when it's brought up in the media, I will continue to, to, to be fair about it, right? Another guy that's being very nice, Lamar Jackson, he doesn't have a deal yet. He's, he's being stupid. Let's Lamar, not even call it nice. Yeah, but, Lamar, I don't know what they're – he keeps talking about I'm not worried about my contract. He's been saying that for a year. I, I don't you, understand you that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but, for sure. But he's being nice, and he doesn't have a deal yet. Now, Kyler Murray's not being so nice. Um, Antonio Brown wasn't so nice. Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell wasn't so nice. He sat out the whole year. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers is not being very nice. And the, th- this seems to push the needle a lot more than Lamar Jackson and Dak and these guys coming out saying, hey, I know it'll get done. I believe in myself, yada, yada, yada. Sure. But, okay, Patrick Mahomes was nice. Josh Allen was nice. They didn't say anything. I know those deals were more layups because there's, there's a no-brainer that you're giving yeah. Patrick Mahomes the biggest deal ever and Josh Allen right behind it. So I get that. But, look, he doesn't have to be nice. There is a There's a difference between – applying pressure behind closed doors sure. and even applying some pressure out in the streets, right? That's fine. You can do little things to apply some pressure out in the street and let the general public know that you are angling for a contract. My whole thing is releasing a five paragraph 
No, I agree bullet with pointed, that. bold, capital letter, eight point font Times New Roman letter to the team, laying out why you deserve to get a new deal. Is it the best approach? Again, you don't have to be nice. You don't have to be cordial, right? This is your money. This is your future. This is what you're going for. Absolutely go out and get your. You are talking to the number. What did I say the other day? I, you took the picture of the chick from Iowa. I said she should hold out. I'm Mr. Hold out. I would hold out every week. You <laughs> Yo, understand what I'm trying to tell you? No, if I, I throw, need the NIL, Matt. If, if I throw five touchdowns on Sunday, I need a new deal on Monday. Or I'm not coming to work on Tuesday. You understand? Like, this is how I operate. So you're, the, you're preaching to the choir with this whole, like, yeah, get yours and, and don't be nice and all that because the teams will cut you. We it's understand this. But it's the approach. It's the It's been the approach since the end of the season that I just don't fully agree with. And what I also think he's doing is putting a ton of pressure on himself to perform next year. Like Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals better be fucking cold. Because you have been – you now you're over here flouting your record, your two-time Pro Bowl, all the great things that you can do. And it seems the only thing holding you back is the organization at this point, right? Yeah. So yeah. It, you better come in here next year and ball. Because it was quiet before. You could just be Kyler Murray. See, when you don't say shit, you kind of fly under we the radar. About this. And we'll get on this on the Harden shit later and why he's kind of escaped criticism because Harden's a nice guy, right? So, like, if, if you don't say shit, you can get away with quite a bit of shit. But he has said a whole lot after yeah. a bad performance and after they finished the season like shit and kind of backed into the playoffs after starting 8-1 and one for the second year in a row. So... This is funny, Look, too. Look, no, yeah, my fault. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. So I'm just saying he's putting a lot of pressure on himself, right? You're over here listing your accomplishments. You're talking how great you are and how thankful the organization should be to have you, which is true. But at the same time, man, like you're, you're really erasing any benefit of the doubt that you might have for your play. Because let's keep it 100. Kyler Murray, first half of the year, was fucking awesome. Second half of the year, shaky. Shaky moments, right? That team was huffed. Yeah, they fell apart. They got into the playoffs based off how they started the year. Yeah. Right? So let's, that that that's another thing for him personally. But, again, maybe that's what he wants to do. But the whole letter and the and the unfollowing and the back-and-forth statements yeah, and the, all this shit is crazy. He sent to Schefter at 8 a.m.? Like, what are we doing here, man? Like, come on, man. Like <laughs> – Hey, look, Betty. This is this was the this was the best part for me. They 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 closed the letter with every player, coach, and executive in the NFL knows, and then they put in parentheses or should know that words and hypothetical contractual promises are regularly dismissed and fleeting in this business. <laughs> he said, or should know, like it's so condescending. Too. Yeah, like, it's, the whole it's, the whole it's 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 just bad. The whole thing is very is very condescending. That's the whole Poor thing about it. Yeah. But like, I was like, "Hey, man, I, I, hey, whatever you got to do to get your money. Yeah. If your dad has to drop a compilation and put it on Twitter for you to get out of where you're at or get paid, then what, whatever you got to do. You talking about? I'm talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, 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 or Odell yeah. Beckham Senior. I should say, hey, yeah. whatever you got to do, man. If you feel like this is the route, then do it. It's like you said, it's going to bring a lot of pressure on him. But hey, man. I, I, I didn't have a problem with the letter because I don't like the approach, but if this is what you wanted to do, whatever. I'm not going to clown him for it, but like you said, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him now going forward. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, everything's going to be under the microscope next year for the Cardinals. So, hey. No, that's, that's, no that's, doubt. That's, that's the name of the game. And it doesn't help that he plays in that fucking division either. 
If I'm him, I'm trying to get the fuck out the NFC West. Yeah, he's coming to the Central. Yeah, hey, come on, <laughs> come on over. Go to the Green Bay. No, no cap. <laughs> All right, man. Let's jump. Over Speaking here. of which, real quick, your boy's not leaving. I think, I think, I think we know now. It's either retirement or Green Bay. We we can go on this for hey look if you guys want to hear hours and hours of comp talk on this just go on ESPN because all the fucking talk about yeah that's um, all talking it's about. all they talk about I can't take it but yeah. I, I I am I've been saying this for a minute he's not leaving Green Bay there's nowhere to go Denver he's not leaving Green Bay Denver gonna have to give up half their roster to get him don't matter don't matter all right Jordan Love era. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go over to uh, John Morant, man. This boy is a. I was about to swear, super crazy. I saw him live, but that's how he makes me feel, dog. When I watch him, I messed up, bro. I'm I saw the, sick. I saw the boy in person. I can't believe, yo. I'm kind of salty for you that you had his career. You saw his career high for all of two days. For two days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nah. Damn. Big Nick the Click went and saw John Morant. He got a career high. Well, that's tough. And then well, he got another career high a couple so, of days later. You talk about it all the time, and I've really, I've really, uh, you, you said this heart. a few years ago, and I've taken it to heart. Like, see all the people you want to see, um, and I've really tried to do that. Like this year, like all right, NBA legends. Like, okay, I crossed Chris Paul off the list this year. I've seen Harden, I've seen Durant, I've seen Steph. You know what I mean? So I had to see, I had to see the young boy Ja. Obviously, you know I got a lot more time to see him. He's gonna be around the next twenty years, but I had to see him in person. Yeah, it's breathtaking, man. What you see on TV is is ten times better in person. It's fast. He's lightning. It was crazy. So remember, he got um, he had got a little bump the game before the they game played before. The Bulls. I thought he was gonna be out, bro. So when they came out to do the warm ups, Ja didn't come out. Oh, you were. And sick. I looked at my girl and I was like, "Oh hell no!" Nah. Like you yeah, know, what I'm saying that's why I came here tonight. Yeah. Like, yo, De- yo, Desmond Bain is cool. But uh, <laughs> by yeah. the way, also Desmond Bain had a had a roster in the stands. I saw at least eight chicks oh, with yeah. Desmond Bain jerseys. <laughs> Like it was crazy. I, I don't know if he's from out here or not, but he had his entire roster at the UC. I don't know how he was juggling it. Yeah, he might have had him in different sections. Yeah, so you know, Desmond Bay. Yeah, whatever. Man. They was Desmond just Bay. randoms. Yeah, they was just random. They must have been must have been fans. Um, <laughs> but the twenty two was out in full effect. But yeah, man, just the speed, the athleticism, the three sixty, uh, the three sixty layup. Yo, my man's a problem. And you got to see Memphis in person. Memphis just plays hard. Yo, Stephen Adams. I didn't realize it. On TV, he looks big. Dog, he is fucking huge. Like, you would watch Vooch try to post him up, and Steven Adams doesn't move, and Vooch just bounces Wait, what off did you him. say? You said yeah, Vooch yeah, did yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, he tried to post him up. <laughs> I know. He, huh? tried, he, tried it, he tried it early in the game, and Steven Adams was having none of that. That dude what? is so fucking big. Like, he's just a big mountain of a human being. But, yeah, job, man, it's just breathtaking. And yeah, obviously, man. he follows it up with his new career high last night. He is, I think, basically this year, what has happened is he's like, if I go to the cup full go, no one can do anything with me. Yep. Period, Ever. point blank. Like, I, he's just like, if I actually go after it and, and just, keep, just keep pressing them possession after possession at the rim, they can't do anything with me. Simple as that. That's and and that's exactly what he's doing. Every single night, he gets the ball and goes to the basket. Well, and I mean, I know his numbers have fallen a little bit, but he's hitting the three pointer better, right? He's at around thirty five percent right now. And what, earlier in the year, he was hovering around forty percent, right? 
So if this dude can shoot between 36 and 41 from three, he's unstoppable because his, his driving is just so crazy. Like you said, you have to respect his ability to put it on the floor and take you off the dribble. But if he's hitting jumpers, forget him. If he's hitting jumpers, he's unstoppable. It's the D-Rose effect. Yeah. He's, he's shooting wide open jumpers because I'm literally so explosive to the basket that you have to give me two, three steps or I'm going right by you. 100%. Do you, do you remember like the little looks D Rose would get early yeah. in his career in Chicago? He'd yeah. be shooting wide open jump wide shots open jump because shots. you could not step in his in his aura because he was going straight to the basket. And similar to what Steph Steph Curry became Steph Curry when he got that handle and he could start going by people. So they had to respect him going to the cup and his jumper. So yeah. then he got space, and then all of a sudden he was unguardable. Yeah, and the the job D Rose comparisons are definitely fair when you talk about the athleticism, just the relentless attack into the cup the from attitude. the point guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think D Rose was I don't know the right way to put it. D Rose is a bit more physical, not to bigger. say that ja, he's just a bigger dude. He's just a bigger yeah, like dude. D Rose. Yeah, exactly. Like D Rose looks a little bit more solid, whereas Ja yeah. is more acrobatic. Like Ja's shit. Did you see the inbound? First off, Stephen Jackson won the best. Uh, Stephen Jackson. Jackson from the Rams, the running back. Shout out him too, man. Yeah. Steven Jackson's out there. But um, Steven Adams had a fucking cross. One of the best inbounds pass I've ever seen in my entire life, first of all. Ja caught it in the air and then yeah. threw it up and converted it to go into the four. half, which was fucking crazy. Point four um, on the clock. Yeah, point four on the clock. Um, But, like, stuff like that, like, I don't know if D. Rose was doing that super acrobatic shit. Whereas D Rose is just more of just raw power athleticism. Um, but the comparisons are definitely there. You look at year three, like Jaws starting to get that jumper around. I think Jaws probably a better playmaker than D Rose was. He's more of a, I guess, pure point. But yeah, man, I mean, this this dude is doing incredible shit. He's doing it every night. And he knows too. That's the other thing, man. Like the shit that he's doing now is confidence, right? Like you've been in the league a few years. You've had some success. This was a, a good playoff team last year. Team is obviously playing really well. He trusts his teammates. They trust him. They love him. They're all over him. You can see it on the sidelines during timeouts. Like they love that guy, man. And he really like puts on for Memphis like a hundred percent. Yeah. And um, man, it's, it, it, it's awesome, man. Like I was thinking about it last night. What a bullet they dodged by not getting the number one overall pick. Like, we talk about Ben Simmons not playing. Sometimes talking you about, get lucky like that, yeah. They, they said Zion had a setback in his rehab. And he might not play this year. Sometimes, that, you, get, that, sometimes you get lucky like that. Hey, listen, man. That dude, I don't. I would have traded him at the deadline. You will never see him play in a New Orleans Pelicans uniform ever again. He ain't even called CJ. Yeah, he, he was not interested in any. He's just, he's just not plugged in. CJ is the president of the fucking Players Association. <laughs> Yeah, he's like made he it just, to your team, and you don't call him. Like, yeah, he doesn't care at all. He doesn't care. JJ Reddick's getting on TV trash, and I'm like, it takes a lot if your former teammates come on TV and be like, yeah, he's just a detached teammate yeah. who doesn't really give a fuck. But I think you called that shit early. He didn't want to be there. Um, yeah. But for Memphis, man, yeah, you end up with number two. You get this dude who is a franchise-changing pick, and he's getting better every game. And you're third in the West, and you're putting pressure on Golden State, who's playing like shit. Like, don't be surprised if Memphis ends up second in the West. I mean, you saw it last year in the playoffs, man. <clears throat> it's a tough they out. They showed y'all they could play. And don't let Dylan – hey, we were talking about all year. Don't let my man Dylan Brooks get back. That boy oozes confidence. He don't give a fuck. 
Dog. At all. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> D, D Brooks, man, that whole team. And that's a good point. They're doing it all without Dylan Brooks. Listen, the thing about Ja is I think it's a really good fit in Memphis and the culture. And even like geographically Ryan, Ryan speaking, I, my my guy, my you know my guy Max Weep King, it works for tandem and reps Ja Morant. So I'm plugged in and I talked to him a while ago. And I remember when he got drafted. He did an interview for ESPN. He was doing his inter- he was doing his press rounds as like the draft was coming up. He was going to be a top two, top three pick, hundred percent. So he was doing his his rounds, and you could tell he just d- he was uncomfortable doing all this media when he was initially coming out. Sure. And he was like, "Man, I'm not. I don't really like." This New York, this hustle bustle, like this is not really doesn't play really fit small, his personality. Play small school, yeah. Him going to Memphis was perfect. It would have been like going to Portland, but it's a smaller market. There's there's obviously you're still there's still distractions everywhere, but it's a little less. It's just all hoops, man. Like you could tell, like you said, all those guys hang out together all day. Like oh, there's when Morant would fall. Dylan Brooks was in street clothes, and Dylan Brooks would rush to the baseline and pick him up yeah. in street clothes. Like I had never seen no shit like that. Yeah, in just... street clothes, he's picking him up like he's on the team. Yeah, he was like my man's in the Super Bowl that came and celebrated <laughs> the pick in the end zone. Like, yo, they <laughs> find my man like two weeks later. My man thought he got away scot free. Yeah, hell they, no. they tacked nah, his the, ass. The, like, the envelope yeah, was nah. there. Like, yeah, bro, we gonna need about ten thousand. I, I, I think he got five thousand or something. Yeah, I'm, gonna need, like that. I'm gonna need that. But um, but yeah, man, he uh. Are you ready to you ready to make them the they're just in the West, huh? So Yeah, they need another no, and, and I think they also need another guy. I think it's hard to look, man, they got a ton like, of nice I thought about they got that, a ton bro, of nice like, players, but who you would need, you add? Like what would you add? A, a, I thought, a perimeter a perimeter scorer to match with Ja. A perimeter scorer to match with Ja, which like yeah, everybody wants one of those, right? Like I'm, like I'm, CJ I'm, McCollum, they should have went and got. You're saying no, I, I don't know about C, I, like a like a wing. Oh, you mean like a, big, a Zach Levine? A big wing, yeah, like a Zach Levine, <laughs> Demar. You know these guys and everybody, oh, Paul George, like one of those type dudes. Like yeah, I think he needs yeah. like a bona fide number two. Like Dylan Brooks and all those dudes are really good and Bane, but they're really like threes that are playing in a two role right now. Like, sure. if Desmond Bain or Dylan Brooks, like, your third or fourth options, like, you're really deep, right? But when you're talking about those, it's the same thing kind of with Cleveland and why they need to make that LeBert deal once they lost the young bull. Um, because you just need another guy, especially if your number one guy is a point guard. You just need another guy in there to uh, to kind of, you know, take off that scoring load. But, man, I was going to ask you this because we talked about it. We talk about it all the time. We talk about, like, a Jalen Brunson, Io, some of these other guys. And, obviously, Ja was the number two pick in the draft, so it's a little bit different. But we know there's a huge rush to always get these guys who are one and done, right? Because the potential is there. They're still young. You draft these guys and you're like, yeah, in four years, he'll only be 23, right? Doesn't matter if he can't hoop right now. He'll be only 23. And I get Ja did two years instead of one. But even that extra 35 games that he played plus the tournament, like, at what point do we start looking at some of this evidence and some of these guys who stayed an extra year or two? Yeah, they might not be as young when you draft them, but they're coming in as better players, more seasoned, more experienced, right? Like 30 games in college isn't really shit. 60's a lot. 70's a lot. You know what I mean? 90, 100, like Io and those guys were playing is a ton. Like Io and those guys are coming in the league 
they're they're used to a lot of this shit, right? So you talk about like the pressure in the media and all that. I think that extra year for Ja, especially when you look at how he came into the league, made a huge difference for him, man. Like I think it made a huge difference. And I'm not over here saying like, hey, let's let's stop drafting one and done guys, because obviously a lot of these dudes are super talent and have no business being in college. But like shitting on guys who stay for longer than one year, I think we really got to stop that because the league is just filled with guys who are producing that's just spent a little bit longer in college. You get what I'm saying? Like, sometimes yeah. I feel like you really start penalizing guys for being sophomores and juniors. And it's like, yo, we're talking about two years, and those two years don't really matter till like, the end of their careers anyways, and they probably won't be on this, on, the, on your team. But, like, why not draft some of these guys that have more experience, that have played more basketball, right, and they come in the league more ready? I think that that's what you see with Ja. I really think that extra year at that school where he fucking excelled his sophomore year, made himself into a lottery pick, and then he comes in the league like, okay, I know what it's like to work on my game. I know what it's like to get better. You know what I mean? Like, I know what it's like to not be a pro, but, you know, like have more responsibility, be an upperclassman, shit like that. Like, I mean, I yeah, like Desmond, Bain right, Desmond Bain right next to him is a college guy. A Another, yeah, these, college yeah, these dudes cool. Like, they're good. But it's almost like you start penalizing. Like, I've heard of the draft. Yeah, but he's a junior. He's fucking 21 years old. Like, what are we, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. half these guys, you draft them young, they sit for two years, they don't do shit. Or they come in like Zion and decide they don't want to fucking play at the team they were drafted to. Like, you got all this other shit going on. Whereas, like, yeah. you get a Ja, you get an Io, you get a Jalen Brunson. These guys were productive in college. They're hoopers. They're mature. I think Ja came in the league mature. I remember you talked about the interviews. He might have been nervous, but he seemed mature. He yeah. seemed like a man coming into the league. Confident. Whereas, yeah, confident. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, I've been the man out in wherever the fuck I was playing, Murray's Valley Murray State. State. Murray yeah. State, yeah. <clears throat> So I just think, like, man, if I'm in the draft and I'm evaluating dudes, like, I'm not shitting on these guys who stayed a little bit longer and played. Like, it's a bad thing that they played more competitive basketball yeah, before they come it, in the best league in the world. It just depends on the individual and the type of situation, how much risk adverse you want to be as a squad. Like, if we're going to take it. I mean, I think a lot of the times these dudes know they're taking a risk. For sure. Like, let me take this 18-year-old from Bosnia. Well, I guess what starts yeah, to kill me is, like, with the Bulls drafted, we talk about Bulls drafted Hutchinson over Brunson. Like, that's a reach. It's like, hey, this guy might be something. Or we could take the two-time national player of the year who we just saw win two national championships and be a fucking monster. And everybody yeah. says he's going to play for 12 years. Like, like the IO thing's the same thing. It's like, yeah. at some point, man, you're like, yo, these guys are second rounders because they had longer college careers. That shit is stupid. Like, that's the only reason. Yeah. yeah. Like, why yeah. is IO DeSumo a second yeah. rounder? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you. I, I feel you. He's playing 30 I, I minutes a night in the league. <laughs> like, yeah, no, right away. <laughs> right away. Starting right away. Like, yeah, yeah. So I don't get it. But, yeah, man, Ja, ja is incredible. Ja is the best young player in the league under 22, 23, whatever you want to say. Um, and he's and it's he's getting W's, man. That's the key thing. A lot of these dudes can put up numbers. They can get the highlight reel plays. They can do all this other shit. But it doesn't necessarily translate into wins. Like, you hit it perfectly. He is that team. Like, he fits in perfectly with their culture. Shout out our boy. We'll never forget his name again, Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, uh, doing a great great job coaching over there. Just junkyard dogs. And Ja, yeah. ja like, fits that. It's, it is so, it's so much like that D-Rose shit, too, because we had the same type squad. Like, yeah. you have a superstar, but you have a superstar who's not, like, you know what I mean, in the all-star game dancing and doing yeah. all that bullshit. It's more like a, a grinder. Swap, swap. Swap D Bane for stop. Swap Keith Bogus and D Bane. We win the title. 
Keith Bogans. That was man. Hey, I'll get you a, get, <laughs> get you someone that loves you like Thibodeau loved Keith Bogans. Man, <laughs> never worry again. Yeah, that told you everything you need to know about Thibodeau is that he started Keith Bogans eighty two games that year. That that tells you what he values. Come on, man, multiple years, multiple years. That was his guy. That was his guy, man. That was his man's man. Just, I mean, like, you know how? Uh, and he had a five million. You know about the Keith Bogans five million dollar trade kicker, right? Somehow in that Bulls contract that he had, he had a five million dollar trade kicker. So when the Bulls traded him, wherever they did, he got five. He got waived like the next day, but he got five million. Yo, did I ever tell you a story about I had dinner with Keith Bogans one time? No, that's sick. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, so I was in New York. I was with my guy D. Will Derek Williams, another former number two pick in the league, and he was on the Knicks at the time. I was I was living in New York. He had just moved to the Knicks. So he he was like, yo, I'm in town. Let's get some dinner. I'm like, all right, bet. Let's do it. So we go get dinner. And I don't even know the connection. But somehow we were with – we. I'm, I met up with D, who was with someone else, who had invited some other people. And someone there ended up being focused. a table of like 12 people with some boys and girls, men and ladies. And we were eating. And the last we sat down, and the last person to walk in was Keith Bogans with this chick. And I remember, and I looked at D. I'm like, "Is that who I think it is? Like, is that Keith?" And he looked at me, and he's like, "It looked like D didn't know he was coming." But he was like, "Yeah." And I and I remember being disgusted when I saw him. Like, fucking Keith Bogans. What do you mean? Cost me a title? Uh, He would take him out six minutes into the first quarter. No, cost me a title, (laughs) Keith Bogans. You take him out six minutes into the first quarter. He was out Keith there to Bogans set the tone defensively. Chicago Bulls a title. Stop it. How? What do you? What? I guess maybe I shouldn't hold it personally against him, but we needed a two guard. We yeah. were a two guard away from the title, and he, he was our two guard. So yeah. he catches strays from that. Who else are you? Who are you guys gonna play? JL three. No, we were supposed to go get somebody. <laughs> Shout out John Lucas the third. Yes. <laughs> yo, shout so, out CJ Watson. So, yo, all those dudes. CJ Watson. Watson was hitting Floyd's BM. Shout out, uh, uh, my boy. Well, who? What's his name? Remember the CJ? The CJ, the CJ Sa- and Floyd. Shout out John Salmons. John Salmons sucked. Yo, shout out John Salmons was a bucket. Oh my when he was god, on. that dude was a black hole. Yo, man, he was a basket though when he folks, needed to be. Folks, <laughs> folks, got the, folks got the ball and put it up immediately. <sighs> yeah, he was. He could. He could be a bucket. That's. I love those teams, man. Shout out. That Roddy was a Brewer. lot. Those teams were a lot of fun. Shout out man. Kyle Korver. Yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out, out Omer Sheik. Shout out Taj. Still getting a check. Like Tibbs loves Taj. Tibbs. Hey, as long as Tom Thibodeau's a head coach, Taj Gibson will have a job. You know what? Since we're talking Bulls right now, let's talk a little Bulls Heat because Heat are now number one team in the West, forty-one and twenty-one. We as talked we, about the junkyard as, dogs before the year. We, we warned y'all. We knew they would. That they, this is the team that they've been waiting on. And Lowry hasn't even played that yeah, much. Yeah, Lowry didn't even play last night, did he? No. And yeah. he, this is the, this is the squad Jimmy Butler been waiting for. Told you, a bunch of dudes with no haircuts. And then you're going to tell me Tyler Hero going to come off the bench and score 25? Yeah, he's. 22 a night? Hey, can we bring Edder on? And I think he needs to, he needs to publicly, he needs to publicly. <laughs> Publicly walk back the Tyler Hero slam. It was slanderous. Slanderous. And slanderous. I, yo, and I'm not gonna lie. I let him. I let him get away with it a little bit. Nah. I'm. Ty- I, I'm so embarrassed with myself. Tyler, Tyler Hero's a bucket. He told you himself. Told you. <laughs> I'm a bucket. <laughs> told you. I'm a bucket, man. Cut it out, dog. So he's nice. What? So let let's just talk about the East in general. Let's yeah, talk about we can sure. talk about the Bulls because the top three teams in the on the East right now are Miami, Chicago, Philly. 
And uh-huh. obviously we're tied to the Bulls because that's our squad. And we played Miami last night. And now James Harden's in Philly. We're Yo, 0-11 with any team with above a 60% see, winning record. We are what was it like 111? It, 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 so we we don't we don't beat good teams. Injuries are no injury. Um, we don't beat good teams. So we do what we're supposed to do, which is beat up on all the teams under us. But when it comes to playing some of these these better teams, we've seen but, it with the Brooklyn game, we saw it with the Warriors, we saw it with Memphis, we saw it with, with Miami. Name any competitive team we have issues with them. I will say this though, that we, we haven't been fully fully loaded for a lot of those games. Sure. But like last night we got destroyed. We got destroyed. And we get and we've gotten destroyed by Philly multiple times. That's and, the worst. That's the worst matchup possible for us because we yeah. literally do not have anybody to stop Embiid. And Embiid is a that's the Embiid is about that action. Like he, if he knows it's an easy matchup, he's going for fifty. Did he have fifty against us last time or forty something? He killed us last time. Murdered I us. I can't remember last. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know the total, but yeah. Yo, the Knicks game the other night on Sunday afternoon when he shot twenty seven free throws. Yeah, that was crazy. I was, I watched the whole game. And if you ever pick up a box score and see someone shoots 27 free throws, you got to be like, man, the whistle was must have been soft. If you watch the game, he got fouled almost every time. Yeah, fouled every time. Like, he was legit getting to the line every time. Yeah. It wasn't no foo-foo, Trey Young fouls. Embiid was getting to the cup, and they were they were knocking him on the they're ground. Trying to, yeah. They were, they're like, and they, and they, they just couldn't do anything with him. And the thing with him is he hits – he's like an 85% free throw shooter, yeah. too. So, like, follow you, you don't hack an Embiid, right? Like, he's just he going to convert every to time. Line. He can't wait to get to the line. Like, it's yeah. easy for him. He is unstoppable at this point. Um, Like, I really – man, like, he has become such a fucking monster. Like, I love big dudes who – like, we watch Vooch every day, right? Prior to that, we watch Wendell Carter. There's nothing more. I talk about it all the time. I hate bigs who play scared. If you don't get me 10 boards – if you're not out there being a dog, if you're not out there posting up, doing all that shit, like, I get it. You want to stretch the floor and all that. But look, at some point, you're bigger, taller, and stronger than everybody else on the floor, and you just got to go in and get yours. And Embiid recognizes those matchups and takes advantage of them every single time. Every time. You know what I've decided about Vooch? I was trying to figure out, like, we know what it's like the type of game he plays and whatever, but like kind of to your point about big guys and not doing what they're supposed to be doing. I, I, I've just, I, I don't know if I was just not seeing things or thinking clearly. Vooch plays, Nikola Vucevic plays a lazy ass brand of basketball. Yeah. That's what it is. He doesn't step up on screens to play defense. Never. All, all of his hey. rebounds are clear outs. And Stacey people, will tell you about it every time. Listen, when and all his rebounds are clear outs when people are running down the floor already and the ball's coming off and he's by himself. If I don't some yo, know, one of these analytic nerds come up with a number on like contested rebounds, like true rebounds. All his rebounds are are someone shooting a 27 footer and he's under the rim and no one else is around. Yeah. He doesn't rotate on D off of screens. And then on offense, he plays a little pick and roll and shoots top of the key jumpers. Yeah, he doesn't get big. Like, he doesn't. He'll, like, when's the, yo, real shit. Think about this. When's the last time you saw Vooch make a hustle play of right. any sort? A now, hustle basket. And you know what he does do? He's the opposite of it. Like, he, he. He's a front runner, man. If it's an easy matchup for him, he'll play well. 
if anybody's giving him any resistance, Steven Adams, Joel Embiid, Giannis, any of these bigs who you have to fucking work for it against, he folds. He folds. Like, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'll see you at the top of the key. Sulk my shoulders a little bit, and I'm going to do that whole thing. And yeah, about, you, and you, you've been talking about the body language. Body language sucks. Sucks. If it doesn't go right, I was watching, I forget which game it was, man, and he was having a bad game. And the body language was fucking terrible to the point where his teammates were like, come on, man, come on, man. This guy's a fucking vet. He's been in the league for 10 years, a multi-time all-star. Yeah, man, his body language isn't great, dude. He doesn't have, like, you know when you see, like, energy flowing through? Like, you watch Giannis. Giannis is just energy. You watch yeah. the all-star game. You watch fucking shoot around. When Giannis goes to get the fucking paper in the morning, it's just fucking energy. He's just bouncing. Like, he's just like, yo, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Vooch yeah. is more like shoulders are down like this. Like, his shoulders will fall down like that. It's just bad body language. I watch body language, man. That shit fucking matters. That dude. shit does matter. That shit fucking matters. That was my problem with Wendell. Wendell had the worst body language of any fucking player I've ever seen. I think AK came in and saw that. And we're like, yo, this guy fucking doesn't want to be here. His body language sucks. And it's just it just shows, man. Like, that shit matters. Like, that sulking, that fucking, like, he's not a rock. Like, he don't got to be Mr. Excitement. But, like, yo, man, like, get into it. Like, be big. Like, fuck, man. Like, I just hate bigs that don't play big. That's why I give Towns so much shit. And I get it. Towns is fucking great. He gives you 26 a night. Huh? Yeah, he's awesome. He's great. <laughs> but sometimes I watch him I'm like, bro, you're fucking seven feet tall. Like, just go down there and show somebody that. Now, Towns is such a good shooter that he can get away with it. Like, he is one of the best shooting bigs we've seen in this league. Um, but, like, with, with, with Vooch, it's just like, man, sometimes, bro, like, get it how you live. Go down there and Dog, fucking post somebody up when the matchup is there for you. It's just a want to thing. He doesn't, he, he's not, he plays a lazy ass brand of ball. That's yeah. like what I've, the conclusion I've come to. Because right. I'm watching him and we're complaining about, you know, him playing D and him getting beat up inside. It's just some lazy ass shit. And he's still putting up 19 and 12, right? Like the numbers are great. So like a lot of people can point to his numbers. Thing, but bro. it's the eye test, man. You got to watch. watch. Watch the fucking games, dude. Watch, watch the, the games. games. Watch like, them. That's it. No one's scared of him at all down there. At all. Um, yeah, man. It's just that that's really what it is. And wait he, till Tristan starts taking his fucking minutes because Tristan can grab a fucking rebound at least. His energy's been high. Great. You want to talk about energy? Come all look timer. At, come look at his energy since he's got here. It's been really, really good. So Tristan Thompson's made $150 million in this league by fucking running around, bouncing around and grabbing rebounds and having no real other skill than that. No offensive skill at all. Yeah. So that's that's what I've come to the conclusion for Vooch is like <laughs> he just looks lazy out there, and yeah. that's what it is. Like he's, he's not a fun player to watch at all. Just clearly, he had they had a switch. They had a screen with Duncan Robinson coming off the screen, and yeah. he looked at Duncan Robinson like he was Russell Westbrook. Right. Like, but he just like left him at the top of it. Like, no, go ahead, bro. First off, uh, Duncan Robinson is better than Russell Westbrook at this point. No, no, but I'm, I'm talking about, but I'm <laughs> yeah, talking about you, for like you. shooting. He shooting. He looked at him like, ah, I guess I'll give him an open look. Like, come on, bro. Like, and Stacy called him out on the telecast. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to Stac- step up on that. Listen, if there's one thing, and this goes back to the Wendell days too, that Stacy hates, it's big men who don't come up on screens. Yeah, he, remember he Wendell? He show. used to have a fucking heart attack. He'd be like, "What are you doing? Like, come up, a show, yeah." No. No, he, he just drops. Especially, like, the perfect thing about the Duncan Robinson was, like, that guy's, loved him. that guy's never going to the cup. Ever. Yo, I mean, he never. Lives do, he lives to do one thing, and that's to 
catch and pull up. I mean, never, never, ever, <laughs> he's never going. He's ever. never going below the free throw line. He got, bro. He got eighty think, million to do what he does. Bro, I think I've seen Duncan Robinson lay the ball up twice. Do you remember those like Kurt Goldsberry shot charts? I'd like to see Duncan Robinson. That that shit is all red from behind the arc. Yeah, man. Like, like so, yeah. But that's the thing. So I don't know, man. Well, well, it's a problem in the East where you have to deal with all the size. If you look at the best teams in the East, they all got size, right? Yeah. You got to deal with Giannis, who can play one through five. Let's keep it real on offense. Whatever, is, that, that, you want that's it. actually a great point. One through five. You want Giannis to run the point? Cool. You want Giannis to be your five? Awesome. And everything in between to fill in the blanks. Um, you got Embiid, who we just talked about, is here to punish you, yep. right? Who else? Who else? You got, East? you got Cleveland. Cleveland, you, Cleveland plays big all day. They play Cleveland three bigs. Big yeah. Three bigs. That's what they do, right? And Jared Allen is is no punk. I don't know if y'all been watching Jared Allen play basketball. Jared Allen, who again Cleveland miraculously stole, and he was a throwaway in the Nets trade, a throwaway in the Nets trade yeah, for James Harden, and he's a fucking monster. Yeah, you got uh, Boston. I mean, Boston is whatever. We already know the deal about Boston, Toronto. Hey, look, they might not have size, but they'll play big. Miami. Well, what do you think about Miami? Doesn't have too too much. At a bio. Yeah, that's but that's yeah, it, no, no, but Miami, Miami's like Toronto though. They they play that goon ball. They make up for lack of size with heart. You don't want it, look, man. Hey, Toronto, and- Miami, Miami's better, but Toronto. I told you all year, you don't want to see Toronto in a seven game series. You don't want Nick Nurse to game plan you for seven yeah. games. Remember, Nick Nurse put together the original Giannis defense. This guy knows what he's doing, and no he doubt. will commit to it. Him and, and the- Spolster are two coaches. You don't. They will figure you out. Spolster knew exactly. What to do to the Bulls last night? Yeah, exactly what to do to the Bulls. Game plan was bulletproof. Yeah, and for example, we looked a lot better on D early in the year when Caruso and Ball were were, were healthy and they were all playing together. Sure. Same thing um, with Miami. They look a lot better inside because of Jimmy and and PJ and those guys on the perimeter. And Kyle's so. coming. And Kyle's coming back, man. Kyle's a champion. You know what, Kyle? You know what Kyle Lowry is here for? Yeah. It's no fluff. No this, frills. Hey, hey. <laughs> Tyler Hero's literally coming off the bench like Vinny Lighting Johnson. people up. He's Jamal Crawford 2.0. The, mi- the, the microwave. Like yeah, he him. really is. Yeah. He's like, going to get he's gonna floaters, get this offseason. Jumpers. God. However you want it, my boy. You, you need to recut your Tyler Hero clip about how he lost focus and came that's back. That's how he came <laughs> back. Like, like, legit. That's exactly he lost, what he lost, happened. He lost his way for a year, and it was like, oh, hold on. Let me come back. Yeah, like, yeah. for real. I should. Yeah, I'm going to repeat. He was I'm enjoying the life. Man, hey, life happened fast for Tyler Hero, man. I'm going to send that from, to our new guy. He was a kid from suburban Milwaukee, ended up in South Beach, was, was, was a superstar for a year. It would swallow all of us up. South Beach is different. I'm gonna tell you this too, man. Brooklyn better stop fucking around. They fuck around, be the ten. Yeah, they fuck around, be the, be like the Lakers. No, like for real. If only Brooklyn had a forty million dollar per year All NBA player just waiting to play. Not Kevin Durant. I mean, uh, that, that ran the that runs the point guard position. Yeah, that runs point guard and D's. It <laughs> can stop people and defend all types of people. And he hasn't played basketball in eight months, so he you should saw, be fresh. You saw, you saw what New York said. They're like, we're not just gonna make rules for Kyrie. Yeah, no, yeah. What's the going mayor on with came that? out. He's like, oh. I mean, well, so like, need to come out and say something about Kyrie. I don't it's know. It's still the private business thing, right? Like, that's where something he's getting like caught that. up in. Yeah, it's like Listen, the, the NBA has to approve it. Kyrie's a dumbass, but this is the stupidest rule in the history of rules. It like, is. You and, you and I could walk in there unvaccinated, coughing, playing basketball, but Kyrie, because he lives there. What I was wondering, though, so is it because his check comes from New York or is it because he lives in New York? Because couldn't he just go live in Jersey? 
It's probably because the business entity is registered okay. in New York. Because if, I, my, cause if an S dude live in New York, just fucking go across the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the turnpike I live in, or whatever. I live in Jersey now. I live in Jersey now. It's yeah. great. It's wonderful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's close it out on this one. Let's, let's talk about these new look Sixers because I called you the other night. I was off a flat. I was feeling good after watching the Sixers Knicks. I had a couple beers. It was Sunday afternoon. I was chilling. And I'm like, Philly look dangerous. Thibel mm -hmm. playing well, locking folks up. Remind me to send you this Thibel video I found last night. It was incredible. Okay. It's yeah. about his defense. It's it's amazing. Yeah, send me that. Maxi is player. John Moran's confidence is here. Maxi's shit right here. Dog. Hey, He's listen. playing confident as can as can be. It goes against my whole upperclassman thing, but just draft dudes from Kentucky that didn't that, that were whatever. Are the like, best players. Hero, quickly, Maxi, Booker. Booker. These dudes are all fucking <laughs> these dudes are all buckets. Like, yo. Yeah, just draft yeah. these Kentucky guys. Call up, the call up Calipari. Like who's your sixth man? You're like, oh, I yeah, know, yeah. I know you can't start everybody. So yeah, who you yeah. got buried on the bench I could right. get for the low. Oh, we got D Book right here. Yeah. Yeah. He can shoot it. <laughs> so I mean, Maxie's playing with the utmost confidence. Yeah, he's good. We know Embiid. We won't talk about my man who we talked about in the group chat. That boy is absolutely stealing money. Who are we talking about? My light skin, my, my light skin brother. On uh, Philly? Yeah, come on. I don't, I don't even want to say his name, bro. Oh, uh, wait, let me. Oh, 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 J. Cole? No. Jake Cole. Oh, oh yeah, you yeah. talking about he looks like Cole, Jake Cole? Yeah, Cole World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I never did that before. No. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys don't know who we're talking about, then Tobias. Go, go look up. Yeah, Tobias Harrison, man. Yeah. So that guy, oh, if, they 40, could, 40 if they could, a year. if they could get him to make an impact, what a time to be alive. It's man, they are M's. really, they are really, really spooky. But that, that's few and far. Between. Well, he's capable of doing it too. Like, I mean, obviously, he's had moments and years and seasons, but yeah, he just tends to he, he tends to disappear. He disappears. Do does nothing. And he's out there playing defense. So if you're not scoring, you're really used to. That's the, the court. only way. That's the only way to put it. He tends to disappear and do absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. To Miles Harris. So yeah. then we got new look James. Man, it looks like him and call it what you want, bro. If if, if it's some phony bullshit. If they're just trying, if this is just the honeymoon phase, whatever it is, mm. right now they're on the same page. They're working out after games. Every time Embiid falls on the floor, James is picking him up. James looks like Houston James. He's, He's going to again. Cup. He's doing whatever he wants to do. He lost 15 pounds since the trade. I'm not even exaggerating. Like he literally looks like a completely different person. Hammy's all good. It's it's kind of crazy how he's able to do that. Like if he's not if he's not feeling the situation. Just like, I don't know if I've ever out. seen a guy check out like that. Like guys are like we can talk to the Kyler Murray. Like James ain't writing you a letter. He's just I'm good. I'm done. I have yeah. hurts. Get me out of here. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> want to do it. <laughs> like I'm done. I'm not writing you a letter. I don't got time for that. And like so, like so we were talking about. I told you I'd bring it up. The thing that he does, he's so likable. Like he doesn't say anything crazy. He doesn't do anything crazy. It's like oh James just likes to have a good time. Like he just he goes yeah. to Fashion Week. He's able to skate by like the fact that he's now quit on two teams and just gotten fat and forced his way out because generally people like James Harden. You listen to him talk, 
It's like he's he's kind of like a mild, like he's very neutral. He's very neutral. He's just yeah. a likable dude. He's like, oh, I can have a beer with James. Like, I go to lunch with James. Like, he seems like a regular down-to-earth dude. Yeah. And people like him. So he escapes criticism. He doesn't do like the Kyrie where you come out and say the earth is flat and all types of you're peons and I'm a fucking, you know, like whatever. <laughs> like James just doesn't say shit, smiles, nice to the media, and he gets for the most part a pass for doing what could be described as egregious behavior of literally. Remember in Houston last year, my man's was so fat to start the year. Like literally gut was hanging over his shit. He looked like Spice Adams in the uh <laughs> in the fucking basketball uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then goes to Brooklyn is like 20 pounds lighter and is dropping 30. Did the same thing this year. Started looking slow in Brooklyn, was shooting 20% from three. Goes to Philly, he's rejuvenated. Folks People like him, so it's Brooklyn, all good. His first game in Brooklyn, he had like 35, 8, and 8. Yeah, yeah he was killing crazy. him. He had like a, he, had a, he had a ridiculous game. And for he was 30 pounds lighter. Yeah. So like he gets, he's able to do it because again, like it's a good lesson. Just be likable. People like him. I got nothing bad to say about James Harden, the man. Seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Um, and but him, to and, the, yeah, him and and then you got guys that'll come <laughs> in. Hey, that's a good point too on like the Daryl Morey situation. Daryl Morey really likes him as a human. Likes as well, him. That's his guy. Right? Minimum so like, tarmac and everything. No. So like, <laughs> hey, let me go get my guy. I think a big part of this was like. Let me go get my guy out of let there. Let me go do who I trust. Like, yeah. yeah, let me go I save think him, he man. could win us a title, but let me go get my guy out of there, too. Yeah. And so. James saw what was going on. And look, people are like, how could you leave that Brooklyn thing? What Brooklyn thing? Those folks played 16 games together. Kevin Durant, man, we love Durant. But look, man, let's, let's be real. The body breaks down for him at multiple points during the season. Like this is now going on two or three years now where he's been perpetually injured. Well, especially right? we, but, it, but hey, to be fair to KD, man, what they were asking him to do on a nightly basis. Like 38 minutes a night. Yeah. So it's the same thing the Lakers are trying to do with LeBron. Like, yo, these guys are, yeah. And then with Kyrie, who you never know, because again, look, they can lift all the mandates they want to. You still don't know until he shows up at the arena what that man is gonna do. That's you really just don't, you just don't know. He might feel some certain type of way. He might hit a pothole on the way to the arena, and that means the karma's off. Bad, and he can't play today. Yeah, I don't know. I hit a pot. I hit a pothole on fucking bad park. Ju- I, I gotta got, go I, I back home. I can't do this. It's stupid. Oh no, 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 no. Where's the say? I left my sage at home. I can't do it. Um, yeah. You don't know what the fuck he's gonna do. So James looked at that and was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm out. Like, I, I don't, I don't, not, I'm not gonna do this. I need to win a championship." So he goes over there. He's obviously happy with Embiid. He's never played with a player like Embiid. Embiid is happy to have him because he has someone who can take offensive pressure off of him, right? Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this, man. I think this thing is nice. Again, they gave up a lot in Steph. Or I'm sorry, Seth. Jeff, yeah. I don't care about the picks. Like, people talk about the picks. As long as they have Embiid, those picks will never turn into anything that's worth anything. Um, but, yeah, man, like, look, that's a good. it's a good pairing. And what have we been talking about for Philly River? They need a point guard. We said it last year. James Harden might be the best point guard in the NBA when he's ready to go. James Harden's definitely the best passer right now in the NBA. Yeah. Simple so, as that. So, so. Embiid, they talk about, oh, well, Embiid's, Embiid's not used to playing pick and roll. And I'll oh, shut the fuck up. James Harden's going to get him the ball in spots that are going to help him score. You just saw it the other day. They go, the next next game Philly has is against the Knicks again <laughs> on Wednesday. Knicks, put the Knicks that, out of their misery. Hey, and you want to know what's crazy, too? Philly is 20, 21 and 10 on the road. 16 and 13 at home, 21 and 10 on the road. They, uh, and then so coming up, so like, I think James definitely helps that love at the crib. Like, they're going to start winning a lot of those games at home. They, uh, the next three games they got 
are the Knicks. That's a W. Then they play at home against the Cavs. That should be a tough game. And then they go to Miami. 3-5 Saturday. So you'll learn a lot from this team in these next few games. That will be a very interesting ball game. No you, want, you want to know what's so great about how – and that's the crazy thing with the East this year is like every night – so like last night I was watching what Charlotte and, uh, and uh, fucking uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. Also watching Minnesota and Cleveland. Like because the East is so deep, I know Minnesota is a Western Conference team. Like every night you're getting sick matchups in the Eastern Conference. Like every night you're getting two playoff teams playing. Like one through ten, the East is compelling. Like even yeah. Charlotte, who hasn't played well, really kind of falling apart. Um, two out lost or one only one two out of their last ten. Still like fun to watch, man. Like you just got a lot going on in the East, and any one of these teams can creep up on you. Like the league's got to be fucking just ecstatic right now with uh, with a lot of these franchises and just how things are shaking out, man. The East is super tough. Yeah, man. Um, I think the West. Look, the West. I was that. Chris Paul injury matters. Big. It's fucking huge. And they're lucky the Warriors are playing like shit too, which really opens the door for Memphis. Yeah, it does. I it still does. think I still think the Suns will finish with the best record in the West. But Memphis could really uh come in and steal that that two seed. Golden State, look, man, I love the Warriors. It's a great, great deal. We all like talk shit, like talk great about the Warriors, but let's call it what it is. They will coast in some games. Like they will bullshit some games. They were up 20 the other night and gave that away. Like, yeah. they will bullshit and try to coast off reputation. They yeah. need Dre back in a major way. Yeah. Hey, any thoughts? Speaking of that, any thoughts on the Dinwiddie thing? I know we were initially like, man, they already got Jalen Brunson. He's good. What did, they, they moved him off the ball, and he's fucking a revelation. Dinwiddie is nice, man. Yeah. Dinwiddie been nice. What is, I was just going to say. We should have known. He's come from the Wizards. The Wizards are a shit organization, and that's all their fault. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's a great pickup, man. And you got rid of Porzingis, who was a fucking dud. Yeah, you got off that Porzingis deal, which like, look, man, you, the last thing you want is a big man on a massive contract with multiple years left that can't stay healthy. Yes, that that only it, wants it, to shoot twenty eight footers. Yeah, it'll never get better. Like he's never gonna get healthy. Like we've seen this story before. Big men that get hurt like that early in their careers and and just keep having those nagging injuries. Anthony Davis, it never gets better. It's tough, man, because, man. Other than Embiid. I think people forget how good Porzingis was in New York, dog. He was a fucking issue. We were calling him the unicorn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he was playing D. He was shooting jumpers. He was going to the rim. I think he's also a, a, an, an issue behind the scenes, though, too. Apparently, he's like, uh, you know, he's got some shit going on. You sound like you got you withholding some information. No, nah, well, I remember he had the. <laughs> so I mean, he, well, he had the sexual assault case, which whatever I don't know what happened with that. Remember yeah. there was a shit about him and his brother beating people up in the club. Apparently yeah, he was just like yeah, yeah, apparently yeah, yeah. like him and his his brother they very much enjoyed living in New York City. You said they're jokish, but not as good. You said they're <laughs> yeah. jokish family, but yeah, a tear below. Joker's brother with the jokish <laughs> um, yeah. brothers, but a but a tear below. Yeah, like apparently, like they were having a good time in New York, which looked like you and I hear that shit. And we're like, yeah, of course he would be, but like, yeah, everybody does. But when you know when it gets out there like that, maybe it was a step too far. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah, you got off that contract. Huh? Oh, and what do you know? Luka Doncic starts to get in shape three quarters into the season, and then he goes ballistic. Oh, what a, what, what, yeah. what a, what a fucking idea. Thank hey, God. and I'm oh. going to pat myself on the back because I feel like me, you, the No Catch-Up pod, we're talking about Luka and being in shape before a lot of people were. And I sent out a tweet in the playoffs when he was killing people, and I was like, listen, man, this guy is not in good enough shape 
You had the fourth to, quarter numbers. To, uh, the fourth quarter, the the Gassed. dip, the dip from the start of the game to the fourth, it was just a all downhill. And right. I said it. I feel like I, before I saw anyone else mention it. Like, yo, I get this guy's going ballistic, but he's out of shape, bro. Period. Point blank. Yeah. He's not in good enough shape to carry it for all four quarters, and he hasn't been. And then he came into this year. He was in tip top shape when the Olympics were going on. And then he and then he fell off a cliff because he was kicking it, and he admitted to that. But he was man. fucking looked awful in the beginning of the year. It's almost like I don't know how you can show up like that. It's hard to be an NBA player and not have any muscle definition since you play a game. Yeah, that's all oh, no, he's, you know what I'm he's saying. Like, he he's was doughy. doughy. Yeah. He's, and, and and this is the other thing too. I think he's, he's doughy. He's boxy, but he uses that size really well too. Oh yeah, yeah. He's able to. Like, yeah. I remember. I I think I might have called you. In the playoffs, and I said, "Did this man Luca just move Ky- uh, Kawhi out of the way in the post?" I never seen a perimeter guy do that. You he know, moved. He moved Kawhi out I, of the way I, and laid it up. I I'll said, give you. I'll second. give you an example. You know who he reminds me of? Your boy. Another Ooh. guy who is not physically fit. Zero zero body definition at all. Maybe the worst body ever in the NBA, but was a bucket. <laughs> who? Paul Pierce. Oh yeah. That same Definitely. time, herky jerky, like it's slow, but it's quick, and you just can't stop it. You know what you know what I mean? Like, yo, Pierce used to do that. That elbow jumper was fucking everybody knew it was coming. It took about 35 yeah, seconds for like him to DeMar do it. Right now. But it was automatic like Demar too. Yeah. It's like, so, like Pierce, right now. Pierce would do the same thing, and Pierce never really had the body. I mean, his shit wasn't as bad as Luca. He just had no muscles. I think the whole Pierce Luka was just a sloppy shit. body all-star. The, <laughs> the whole Luca shit, too, is like. I think mentally it's tough for him to be super locked because he's still killing everybody too. He's like, y'all want me to get in shape, but I'm yeah, giving y'all what? motherfuckers 39 and eight. Yeah, like, it'll catch up. But yeah, he needs to lock in on that. And I think it's now apparent and clear and well, he seems playing, to have acknowledged it. So, And they're playing well, man. They won seven to 10 teams. Yeah, they're playing really well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, even when you look at the West, there is starting to be some shit shake up. Denver playing extremely well. Jokic is probably, look, they showed... Have you seen the odd off numbers for Jokic? No, I, I on I, I think I, I I don't even even need to see him. But it, it's like staggering. <laughs> I think when he's on the floor, they're the best, like the, the first or second best offense in the NBA. When he's off the floor, they're the worst offense in the NBA. Like his on offs are like historical. Yeah, of how like he is the MVP probably like we really like in the truest sense of the word because if you take him off that team, it's like Gary Harris and a bunch of garbage. But yeah. um, he somehow has them six in the West. They've won eight of ten. And yeah, man, Joker is a fucking. And you've been on Joker since. I'll give Sean. Sean has been on Joker since like year two. Like, yo, this guy is Jokic. I was like, like he's cold. This dude's different, man. I I had him him in Nurkic. You're like, yeah, this guy is. I'm looking at this dude and I'm like, hold on a second here, bro. This dude, first of all, another doughy dude. And I'm looking at him like, how is he doing whatever he wants? And he sees the floor crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this dude's. This dude is solid. All right, let's close it out. Um, really quick, couple minutes. Any thoughts on Aikman going to Monday night? Why, did they? Did they, did you read why? Um, well, yeah, eighteen million dollars a year is why. <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> and I need to read why. Um, so apparently, yeah, the, the deal isn't finalized yet, but it's all but done. They're going to offer him eighteen million dollars a year to come and do Monday night football. And what is this with ESPN's? who? Well, that's what I don't know. This is like ESPN's sixth time shuffling Monday Night Football in the last 10 years. They just can't get it right, which I thought it's crazy. So the thing that's crazy about it to me is that they're going to give Aikman $18 million a year, right? 
But their most successful thing that they did last year was the Manning broadcast. If I'm ESPN, I'm fucking pouring all my resources into that. People love that. Higher level production or something? It made boring games fun. You got a ton of buzz off it, a ton of viral clips. Like, yeah, I never was a big fan of Levy, Riddick, and uh, Greasy. I've hated Greasy since day one. Um, But it's just like – Levy, he's a he's a he's a classic. I like Levy, and I like Party I like I like I like Riddick. You know, we like. Yeah. Hey, shout out Lou Riddick, man. Me and him about our man. issues, but shout out Lou Riddick, the god. <laughs> <laughs> me and Lou, me and Lou, me and Lou and I got into a spat uh, on <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. I, told him, I told him he was carrying water. He ain't like that. Lou almost had a moment with me. I feel Yo, like. Yo, he Lou, deleted Lou, the tweet. Lou, Lou had to unbutton one of his another button in his shit. <laughs> Yo, for those listening that don't know what we're talking about, the obviously Lou Riddick, Louis Riddick, ESPN's finest, is homies with Matt Nagy, Clearly. who was the the a bad coach for the Chicago Bears. We'll just put it like that. And he he would always defend him on national TV. And and Nick Nick tweeted at him like, "Hey, bro, stop holding water, stop carrying water for your boy Matt Nagy." Louis Riddick is yo. Louis Riddick is on live on Get Up. And he, <laughs> and he tweets Nick back. What did he say? He's like, I'm not carrying water for anybody. I'm just calling it like I see it. Da, 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 da. And yeah. And I was like, and nah, dude. I'm like, all you do is defend fucking Matt Nagy on here. Act like you heard it from somewhere that isn't Matt Nagy. It's like, well, what I'm hearing is like, Nick, you're not hearing anything. You're hearing from Nagy. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. So he got hot. And then he ended up deleting the tweet, but it was in the middle of get up. Like literally, like he went he to commercial. Was, it was See, commercial that shit, break. I'm telling you, he unbuttoned nothing more than buttons. This shit was sweating. Greenberg's like, you all right? He's like, no, nah, let me respond to this. Yo, <laughs> like, uh, he looked at his phone and said, carrying water. <laughs> he on the commercial break. He's sick. <laughs> Lewis, we're uh, 30 to back. Lewis yeah, Lewis, Lewis like, that motherfucker's sick. And then I, dude, my, my mention started going crazy. You know how like if you ever get like a reply from a check mark, your mentions start going fucking bananas. So oh, my man. shit's just blowing shit up left and so right. Funny. But yeah, so it sounds like they're gonna move Aikman to Monday night for 18 million. Yeah. Which is crazy. Now he gets six more than Stephen A. So what should Stephen A do? Like, right, <laughs> hold, <shot>. hold out. <laughs> first first take. And uh y'all good, man. Max is available, right? <laughs> However, <Yeah. laughs> you know, Wait, so who would who would you who would you lock in with? Well, I listen, so, I Bucks, like so Bucks. They're Aikman, gonna man. move Olsen, Olsen into Aikman's spot. So it'll be Ooh. Greg. What a what a come up for Greg Olsen, wow. by the way. Yeah, he was he went from <laughs> Dick Stockton to yeah. Dick Stockton to to the the America's game. America's He's good, game though. in a He's in good, a though. in a year or two. Yeah, he is very so they'll good. They'll move Aikman up there. Um which which kind of because I say that Al Michaels is gonna go to Amazon. So Be- Al Michaels is going to get that Bezos money because yeah. his contract's up. So I don't know what you're going to do with Collinsworth, but he'll be fine. He'll figure something. Maybe you'll pair him with his son. Could you imagine Chris and his son doing a game together? He couldn't even tell who's fucking talking. Um, yeah, so you'll do that. And then I, I don't know who they're going to put him with on ESPN. Maybe you keep Riddick up there. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know who he replaces. Riddick, so Riddick, he's Riddick, color. Riddick did a good job. He's color. So you, you probably move off greasy. Yes. I would, Levy, I would Greasy, Riddick. Levy, Levy, Greasy, Riddick. I'm going to say Levy, Levy, Aikman, Riddick. Yeah. Buck. So then who's going to go to NBC? They're probably, I bet you they bring Tariko back up. They should. Mike, I bet I'm you, not black Tariko? I, I bet you, I'm not, I'm not black Mike Tariko. He goes, okay. it goes Tariko Collinsworth again. <laughs> yeah. And then they just make, maybe they probably make Maria Taylor do well, they have more. Or, Hey, unless they really want to fucking, they do have Maria. They have Maria on staff. 
Because hey. she, she, she doesn't she's have any play-by-play so, play experience, though. So, and she's so good at what she does as far yeah. as, like, the sideline slash the hosting, the studio. Put like, her she's in the really studio. Fucking yeah. good. Put her um, I, I, yeah, so, like, yeah, put her in the studio. Let her run that. But they'll, they'll, they'll have no shortage of people. Um, they'll figure something out. But it is crazy that now we're – like, Aikman's going to make more money – probably already has made more money being a broadcaster – than he ever did winning three Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> way more. Yeah, way more. 18 million? Yeah, way Rose, more. Romo, all these dudes need to be calling Tony Romo and saying thank you. 18, yeah, they he do. upped all their salaries. These dudes were making like six, seven. Now you got Romo out here getting 20, Aikman getting 18. Buck's going to see that and be like, hey, hold on, I'm Joe fucking Buck. I do right. baseball, I do football, I'm going to need 20 M's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see this money getting 18. passed around. 18 mil, what uh, the Cardinals going to offer Kyler after that. Exactly, after that. yeah. <laughs> hey, yo, give give a, let me give you a two-year 36, bro. How does that in this, sound? In this volatile <laughs> business. <laughs> so, hey. yeah, we'll see what happens, man. That, that, I think that'll be that'll be interesting. I like Aikman. Uh, just don't have him call Cowboys yeah. game. Yo, you ever heard Aikman get disgusted with the Cowboys? One time he was disgusted with the Bears like two years ago. He was calling a Bears game. and He, he was destroyed disgusted. us. Yeah, he killed the whole broadcast. What, were they, what are they doing? Like, he just he can't take it. He's like, you got this great city. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The organization, like, what are, what are they doing here? Yeah, right. no, nah, he was killing us. But, so maybe um, Lou, maybe Lou's gonna try to get a front office gig or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, these these announcer shakeups are crazy, man. Yes, eighteen mil for Aikman. Stephen A. Stephen A. is now the second highest paid player in ESPN. He's not gonna like that. I'm well, telling you. Saw you. what they were gonna all. They said they they said Amazon was gonna give McVay a hundred to come broadcast. Yeah, they said they were. They said Amazon was going to give McDay a hundred million dollar deal. Can I be honest with you? I'm, I'm Sean. Mc... Hey, people always left? like, huh? You would have left. Well, people always like, well, why hasn't Bill Cowher gone back to coaching? You know why Bill Cowher hasn't gone back to fucking coaching? Because he's getting a stupid bag. He yeah. works twice a week. He sees his wife and kids and keeps it moving. McVay, McVay told you, <clears throat> I don't want to do this forever. That coaching life, there's nothing sounds great about the coaching life. Then these guys start at like three in the morning and go home at like twelve every yeah. single day. Your life sucks and you're constantly worried about getting fired. If I'm McVay, you got your ring, coach a couple more years. Yeah, go get that Amazon money. It's a great life. Yeah, these guys have Javan Gundy, another one. Jeff Van Gundy will never set foot on another fucking coaching sideline because he's getting a dumb bag from ESPN and life is great. Hey, Jabari said in the comments, "What if they went offer Tom a little bit of money to 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 do a little to do a little nah. uh, little Tom. color." Tom's got some other shit. Tom, Sean Tom, Payton. Sean Payton. They've been talking about Sean Payton. Yeah. Brady. That'd be interesting for Brady because I think you he could balance that with his fam. The yeah, for thing sure. Is like allegedly he wants to hang out with his fam a bunch. He might not want to, though. Brady might just be like, eh, whatever, man. I'm, I'm going to take a couple yeah. of years off. He can do whatever he, he wants. Yeah, he's, he can do whatever he wants. That's I cool. can see Brady. See, like, I think Brady would be cool. I'm like, I think that Manning shit, too. Like, look, the Mannings are getting a ton of money to do that, and they're shooting it at the crib. Via Zoom, you know what I mean? Like that might yeah. be the move right there. Like I'm sure paying Eli getting a few M's off that, and again, it took off. Um, yeah, Monday true. Night Football. So if I, yeah, if I'm Aikman, I don't necessarily love coming to ESPN and having them cannibalize my viewers because they are they're taking a ton of viewers onto that Manning shit. But I guess for 18 million, I don't give a fuck. That's y'all's money, not mine. But no, it's the same. But it's the same network. It's not like they're cannibalizing it somewhere else. Yeah, it's still, it's still internal dollars. But if you well for the ESPN, but if you're the announcer, you're like, yo, why are you putting on a better product over there that's pulling away oh. from people? If I was those three guys this year, I'd I mean, be like, I think if you pull the if you pull the ratings for the cast versus the actual game, I bet you it's not that much. 
I'm I'm, sure the actual game is killing it, but yeah, there's still you're still pulling people away. But the question is, will those people be watching anyways? (laughs) Cody said they should put Stephen A to replace Aikman, but just for Cowboys games. That would be amazing. That would be yeah. He comes out with the Cowboys hat and a cigar. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I I have watched a lot of first take over the last couple months, and I'll say this: look, man, anybody that has a problem with Stephen A. Smith doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. This guy is a treasure. Yeah, he's and a he, treasure, and, and like you said, he's doing big programmable content all over the place. Oh, if you're ESPN and you need to fill up 24 hours a day, Stephen A is giving you four to five. Yeah, he's doing Sports Center at midnight. He's hopping on with Van Pelt. He does yep. get up. He'll do get up with Greeny. He does two hours of first take, which is yep. like incredible. Like, yeah, the guy is uh, the guy is a fucking yeah. No yeah. wonder they pay him all that money. <laughs> all right, we'll leave it there, man. We gave you some Kyler Murray. We gave you some John Morant. We gave you Heat Bulls, Sixers on the east side. Talked a little bit of James Harden, Aikman, 18 mil per to go talk some more ball, man. Shout out Troy Aikman. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. Tap in with us everywhere. iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. We're everywhere. We hope we we found a little content creator. I, I hope that's going to be able to chop up some dope ass clips for you. We're going to try to get you guys some more content. I know we always say that, but we're busy over here, man. We're doing a lot of different things, but we're going to try to keep it moving for y'all. For Big Nick the Quick, I am your host, Sean Little. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. Tap in.